0: Didn't do it this time. Perfect. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the one-man low council and to episode 281 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, which reminds me to shout out Toph Morris, who is a $5 backer over on Anchor.fm. I appreciate you for supporting this as a podcast. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the MCU fan or MCU stan as I like to call them or really MCU zombie consumer zombie freak out over the Shang-Chi box office. You would think that we had ourselves the most successful movie ever to be made. You would think to yourself hey, we're back baby to the billion dollar box office. You would think, hey, Pointing out numbers and statistics and, and history, that's just offensive and ist and phobe. I've been called every name in the book from my recent videos covering the real story, which is just what the numbers are, what the numbers tell us up to this point. Also, what is the actual history of Labor Day weekend? Because, let's just be honest here, the way in which that is being overplayed is quite insane when you think about it. Because even though it is easy to argue that it is an impressive opening for a Labor Day weekend, when you look and see what movies have actually debuted on Labor Day weekend, you're like, wait wait a minute, wait a minute. There, there's no other movie in the last, what, 15, 20 years that's even of the same caliber as far as production budget and studio behind it to ever come out on this weekend because it's been a weekend that's been avoided for for decades. And for usually for good reason. So it's amazing to me how people are just getting offended. So offended and so mad. And of course, the other type of person that gets mad are the ones who said, you just don't like having different opinions. You just don't like having different opinions in your comments. It's like, no, I don't mind it at all. There there are several people who have been respectful, who have just been excited because they are happy that Shang-Chi is doing well, and I'm not doing anything to those comments. The comments in which I am hiding the users from the channel are the ones when they are just being asshats. If you're not going to be constructive in your criticism, because I'm, I'm all for criticism of a constructive nature, but if you're just going to walk on into my comment section and I've never seen you before, and, and you're just going to you know, be an ass to me or to members of my community, guess what? I don't take that. Bigger channels might put up with it because guess what? Bigger channels probably don't read their comment section, probably don't spend a lot of time in their comment section. And hey, that is totally their prerogative, that is totally their right. But one of the things that I've always said and I've always maintained, especially about my Asgardian community, is because we are a much smaller community than a lot of the other channels that I'm associated with. And that's okay, but we're growing. Oddly enough, ever since I started doing box office videos again, it's like people want more. They want more of maths and facts and data and stuff. Except until it doesn't fit the narrative that you think you know. But you really don't. But you really don't. Anyway, let's go ahead and say hello to some people. We got Kamikaze. Thank you for the $5 super chat. says... Oh, you don't understand. The movie is a success because it beat The Sixth Sense. Yeah. <laughs> Kamikaze, thanks for pointing that out, dude. Yeah. The fifth week, by the way. The fifth week of The Sixth Sense, which was Labor Day weekend back in, what, 96? <laughs> and to be fair, I, I think that was the adjusted for inflation number two. Yeah. Shang-Chi barely beat... The fifth weekend of The Sixth Sense over Labor Day weekend. Oh yeah, if you have not seen my video covering the Labor Day nonsense and why the people that are running with that is like, but it said Labor Day records, man! You haven't actually even looked to the to the history of Labor Day. It's actually not all that impressive when you compare it. Now, if we're going to just talk about COVID time, if we're just going to talk about movies coming out during COVID, there is no denial that this film's current box office is, is impressive. However, COVID time doesn't have very impressive numbers for the box office in general. So you can say, well, for COVID, it's doing well. It's got one of the third or fourth best opening for COVID time. Yes, and even the highest opening for COVID time is still so far below where any film needs to be when you have that kind of a budget. Now, we'll see what happens in its second weekend. And I've always made this clear, no matter what film comes out, whether I like the movie or not. I haven't even seen this movie. It's amazing that people think I hate this movie and that I'm dunking on this movie because I just want to hate it because I'm I'm hating it for clicks. And it's like, no, I do box office. That's what I do. And I love it. And right now, this is the big box office story. And there is a lot of, in my opinion, misinformation being put out there about the actual success. Of this movie, which right now is dubious, which right now there is no guarantee. Because, as I always say, you gotta wait for the week one to week two drop off. That's when I actually make my projections. And most of the time, movies fall in line with the projections that I make because history repeats itself. I, I took time. I studied films, I studied their releases, and I noticed, hey, if you compare films in their second week of release and those totals compared to the end result, this is the range that you typically see. And so I'm like, hey, everyone else is doing multipliers, and hey, I'm, I'm sure that there's a lot of history to multipliers working. That that That's fine by them, but you know what? I, I, I'd i rather do it this way instead. I'd rather actually show my cards. That's the other thing, too, is that you might have some people covering box office where they have these things buried in articles, Covered in word vomit, I have a chart on my website. You can check it out for yourself. You can see how correct I was in any of my predictions, on any of my projections. I'm not hiding anything. That was the other comment I was seeing a lot was like, you're just backtracking and make excuses. It's like, bruh, video's still up if you think that I actually made a mistake in it, which I still stand by all the things that I've said, but <laughs> I also have a chart. Which shows you the times that I did get it wrong. Because guess what? There are times where even my projections were, were very much off. I'm just a man of history. A man of numbers. I'm a simple man. In many ways. And I do this for fun. That's the other thing. I had one person tell me, you know, your channel is dying. Get a job. And I'm like, bruh. I've had a real job for years. This is what I do for fun. <laughs> this is what I do for fun. And boy... Boy, howdy am I having fun. A lot of that's because of the amazing people in this chat. And speaking of which, let gets to go ahead and say hello to those people. Brian Barth, what is going on? Thank you very much for being here today. Brian Barth then says, Once Upon a Time in America is on Netflix now. Oh, interesting. Okay. The hard film to find. Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington says, Sorry, not sorry. Loved Shang-Chi. Really? Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington. And here's the thing. Guess what? You're still welcome in this community. You're not canceled. I've heard people from all across the board, say, they loved it. I've heard other people say they liked it. I've heard other people say they hated it. And others that are like, I don't want to see it at all. I don't even care. You know? And guess what? That, that's totally fine. You don't get canceled for your opinions on movies. That, 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 that's just not how this community works. You might get some pushback. You might get some, all right, explain to me why you think it's a good movie. And then you start to have that open, broader discussion about, well, okay, just because I enjoy the film doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good movie, right? Again, I think that's when you get into the nuance of objective or subjective. But again, Gary, Baron Joe Sandwich Worthington, I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. He then says, I was, it was my first time back in two years in cinema, and it was my birthday weekend. Plus, I love Wushu. Well, there you go, Gary, Baron Joe Sandwich. The experience definitely can make a movie. That is for sure. No doubt about it. Awesome one. What's going on? Gary then went on to say, Looking forward to Bond and Dune. They will be better films. I don't know about Bond. I have medutes about Bond, knowing what I know about the -the behind-the-scenes stuff. Whenever you have someone bringing on a, a writer... For the, you know, to, to try and polish the script up, make it more fit for the Me Too, hashtag Me Too era, I think that there's a reason to be concerned for that one. Dune, from what I saw of initial, like, someone's complaint, I think, was that it was it was too, it, it stuck too well to the source material, and it's like, that's the kind of complaint I feel like most people want to hear when it comes to that movie, but hey, it is what it is. Andrew Hayes, what's going on, man? Looked like Shang-Chi did well at the box office past weekend, but I wonder what the week one to week two drop will be. Can't be had nothing but high praise for the film at the bo- and the box office. Of course he did. Dude, that that dude is shilling all over this movie. And that's what paid shills do. They're going to they're gonna talk about all the amazing things, all the positive things. That's, that's just what they're going to do. I'm not getting paid for my opinion. I'm not getting the instant access to the premiere where I can give my honest thoughts, where they're giving me goodie bags, which are obviously going to have some impact on the grade that I give the movie. And that's not to say that people aren't going to genuinely enjoy the film without that stuff either. People enjoy what they enjoy. Hell, I enjoy a little film called The Room. And I don't think anyone in their right mind is ever going to argue that The Room is a good movie. <laughs> Uh, Tina B, thanks for being here. Empress of the Universe, Tina B, what's going on? Forever Sci-Fi is in the chat. Hail to you. Thanks for being a member. Snorto Pupus Cuber, thanks for being in the chat as well. And for being a member. Hello, Homans. and other quitters. Hello to you. And as Tina also had in her comment, if you have a comment or question anywhere that you're watching, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. At Odin at the very beginning of your comment. Let's be here trying to get my attention unless you are a YouTube member. We are streaming on DLive, Periscope, YouTube, and also on Odyssey. Thank you all very much for being here wherever you are. The R over on Odyssey. Hail to you. Thank you very much for being over there. I do fall behind sometimes on my Odyssey fam, but don't worry. I do check in every now and then. It's because I fall behind on YouTube because YouTube be crazy sometimes. By the way, please smash the like button if you're watching on YouTube. Philly to Hobbit Ellen is over on DLive. What's up, DLive fam? How's it going? We got Father Christopher Miller. Hail to you, Father. Sad to see Odin title card didn't make Sean Cheese tease tweet mocking us. Yeah, well, I don't really do that. For live streams, I, I really don't. I hate thumbnails. <laughs> if you couldn't, if there's one thing that you could tell about me without knowing anything, It's that I hate thumbnails. Have you seen my thumbnails? (laughs) They are as simplistic as I can get them to have a unique look that makes them exclusively mine, where you know in your subscription feed that there's a new video from Odin. (laughs) And the one thing that makes it look good at all is the amazing work done by the Banshee, who did the little animated Odins. By the way, shout out Banshee once again for that amazing work. Um, that's the only good thing in those thumbnails. Let's be honest here. <laughs> Rossi Schackefer, what's going on? Gonzalo Bergali, what's going on? Already falling behind a bit. G Monkey seventy six, hail to you. Orange Eye Reviews is a member. What's going on? What's going on? Forgot, almost forgot. It's a Tuesday. Yeah, dude, it was weird today. Being in school, I was like, dang, it's already Tuesday. The week's almost over, man. We're also uh, unfortunately uh, back back in masks. Sadly, but hey. Above my pay grade. (sighs) Ah, man. Paradox Guy, what's going on, good sir? Bruce, thank you for tagging me, says, The trolls have been going after me in the comment section on the Chung King doing worse than Black Widow videos I've commented in. Because it is. (laughs) If you look at the three-day weekend, which you have to do if you're going to compare the opening weekend of Black Widow to this film, Black Widow beats it by about $5 million. And then... The same people arguing for this, I bet that they're also the same ones that buy completely the total number that is reported from Disney Plus for the movie Black Widow. In which case, if you're going to then count that, this movie wipes the floor in its opening weekend with, with Shang-Chi. If you're going to count those, which again, I know that there's obviously truth to it to some extent. I know people did buy it on Disney Plus. The question is of how many people bought it. Again, if they ever have an official, you know, tax filing or something like that. Until then, hologram nunchuck, what's going on, good sir? Thanks for being here, Rosie to twelve again. Thank you for being here, the dude number two. What's going on? Hello, hello. What's going on? Phil the Hobbit over on D Life says, "I finally saw Liberty Valance. The movie was fantastic." Yeah, dude, I finally got to see it as well uh, a couple months ago. Now at this point, and it was great. It was fantastic. Very solid film. Dean Heiss, what's going on over on DLive? Crisco, what's up, dude? Says, I feel like I'm going crazy with the Shang-Chi response from audiences. I felt it was one of Marvel's worst so far, but it seems that most either love it or think it's average. And you know what? I think that's about right, though. I think that when you look to the trailer, when you look to the stars, when you look to the basic general storytelling, I think that there's no doubt that this is one of those middle-of-the-road movies. Guess what else is a great indication of that? The box office. But it's COVID, Odin. You gotta remember COVID. Okay. It did worse than, in its opening weekend, first three days, than Black Widow. Black Widow was universally panned. Now, one could argue that because this film is not getting universally panned and is getting a lot more praise, that you could see a very strong second weekend. And let's just put it this way. If this movie only has like a 40% drop next weekend, hey, I'm gonna say it right now. If that kind of drop happens, it's gonna be on the way to profit. That's just that's just that's just how it is. That that's the numbers. And guess what? If it does make profit, my feelings aren't gonna get hurt. That's the other thing. It's like people think that somehow my feelings are gonna get hurt or are hurt by the fact that the movie seems to be doing well. And it's like no 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 no, au contraire. It's that the story and the spin being put out about the numbers that we're getting, are leaving a lot of very important details out. And you can only get away with COVID, it's COVID, it's COVID for so long before you have to actually do the math and realize that it's money that they still spent and it's money that they're still not getting back. This film can be a quote, success in this isolated weekend, but you can't ignore the box office. You can't ignore the budget. You can't ignore the marketing cost. You can't Ignore the fact it only gets, that Disney only gets 60% of that total box office. But people want to live in this imaginary world where numbers and facts don't exist. In the words of the sometimes, often, but not always great Ben Shapiro, facts don't care about your feelings. And it's true. In future, what's going on? Welcome to the chat. Philly uh, F- The Hobbit, thank you for the lemon donation over on DLive. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mr. X, what's going on? Thank you for being here today. Uh, he, and again, boom, right there. He liked it. He liked the movie. Hey, guess what, man? More power to you. Yame what's going on? Welcome to the chat. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Orange hat says here, I gave it a positive review. What is everyone being nuts about? (laughs) Again, it's because people are being critical of the movie who have honest criticisms to make of the film. It's because people don't like it. I remember, this is reminding me a lot of Endgame. I remember when I came out, I, I saw Endgame opening nights very early on, And I put my review out, and I didn't like it. I called it out. I called it out for the narrative mess that Endgame was. And people came out of that movie so high on emotion and nostalgia, not actually thinking things through, not actually realizing how bad the story actually was, not focusing on a lot of the big flaws that the film had, especially with character development. And I got ripped to shreds. Looked to the ratio of that one. MCU stands came after me for the end game review. And it's amazing how many people now in retrospect look back and they might still say, yeah, you know, I still really like those arcs, but yeah, the movie isn't as good as I thought I remembered it. It's amazing how many people have done that. And I would not be surprised if that's similar to Shang Chi. I'm not saying it's not a fun time because I haven't seen it. I can't say that one way or the other, but what I can say is that modern Marvel based on the shows and movies they've put out over the last couple of years, have been putting out not iconic films that will be remembered for all time, but by the numbers, bland, CGI-bloated, bloated-budget digital messes that are so artificial in every single way that they soon are easily forgotten. And I think that that is going to be true of this. I haven't seen it yet, so I, I cannot say officially for sure, but based on the reaction that it's getting from both the positive and the negative, that is what it seems. That is what it seems like. Joey Hornsack say, don't you let those facts and numbers get in the way of a perfectly good story. Ah, yes. <laughs> Super says, hey, what's up, my dude? What's going on? Welcome back. ZK man in the chat, hail to you. Uh, again, Kamikaze, thank you again for being in the chat. Appreciate it. Here's the thing, Mr. X, um, when you look to the numbers from Black Widow, it lost money unless you count Disney Plus and you take them at their word of the total they claimed for the Disney Plus numbers. If you take those numbers into account, it actually does become a different story. Um, I'll go ahead and pull up my, my handy dandy chart. Let's Let's, let's bring everyone over. Let's bring everyone over to my handy-dandy chart. You can find this for free, by the way, on my website, OMBReviews.com. So here's Black Widow. made $158 million in its opening weekend, 127. For the three-day, again, this is the three-day opening weekend. I think I might have to bump this up to 140, but even then, I think the 140 to 150, actually, it's. I think it's actually up to 150 now. I think that's the four-day. So for the three-day, 127 was the last number I heard. So already, you're seeing Black Widow outperformed. It had a massive drop-off, right? One of the biggest drop-offs in MCU history. And then this film did indeed cost more, right? $300 million is what it costs when you add in marketing. The projected number on it was between a $73 million loss and a $16 million gain. As of right now, the film, based on the numbers, is at a $76 million loss. So in many ways, it actually performed... Worse, right? 71% is the two-week total compared to the end result for Black Widow. Obviously, this is a number that might have updated in the last 24 hours or so. But this film, negative $76 million, that is flop. That is a negative number. Any film with a negative number next to it is a flop. That's the other issue that I've been having is that people don't seem to get what a flop is. A flop is a movie that does not make money. A flop is a movie that does not make its money back. Here's the thing with Black Widow, though. If you take them at their word and you take all of the Disney Plus numbers into account, this number right here goes away, and it, it becomes profitable. We don't know yet what Shang Chi is going to do. Right now, it's sitting at 137 million in the red, because again, as the last time I saw, it was around 146. I think it's up to 150 now worldwide. Again. It's it's a strong start for Pandemic Times. It's not a guarantee the film's going to make money. The only time that we can actually say that the movie is going to or say with any sense of certainty that the movie is going to actually make profit, net gain, profit and not be a flop is by comparing it to the second weekend drop off. That that's just that's how I do it. That's how a lot of people I think tend to do it as well. So we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Chicago Box, what's going on? Thank you very much for being here today. Uh, Dean Heiss, thank you for the ice cream donation. Appreciate it. Oh, boy. Father says, Odin won't get the context by the time he reads this. But homie, don't play that. Oh, man. I I don't know the movie specifically, but it does sound familiar. I do. I have heard that expression before. Uh, Dolphide, what's going on? Thank you very much for being here. A Money Wilson, thanks for being here, Laura, said, I'm just happy for the theaters. Mine was very busy on Monday. Laura, that is the other side of the story as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. If it's bringing people to the theater and they're buying popcorn and drinks, which, again, those are overpriced because that's the only way that theaters get any money. Hey, I'm happy theaters are doing well. However, whether I like a movie or not... Is not gonna impact the numbers. My feelings have no impact on what the numbers are. <laughs> There's a lot of movies that I love that were financial disasters. Blade Runner 2049 is a great example. <laughs> and not everyone in here, by the way, likes that movie. Not everyone in here agrees with me that it's a good it's a great film. I love that movie. I, I thought it was a fantastic movie. Box office failure. Now, we don't know whether or not this is a box office failure yet. What I'm doing right now is I'm trying to bring the people who are like flying off to space, who don't quite get how box office numbers work, who don't quite get the math to say, well, hold on, you can't just say that this movie is a success. Because the word success, again, in box office terms mean it made profit. Right now, as I just showed you, It's at $136 million loss. It has to make that money back before it breaks even and before it starts to actually make profit for the company. Has not gotten there yet. Hasn't been able to do it. Hardwick, who is a member, says, Tai Chi in the Legend of the Chai Tea. Sounds like a much more interesting film, I will be honest. (laughs) Uh, The Black Bin Liner. What is going on over on Periscope? You can almost spin anything to a narrative dependent on what metrics you follow. This is very true. But that's the reason why when I talk about the numbers themselves, I talk about what are the numbers as far as how much a film is made and as far as how much a film needs to make and therefore how much it's made or not. And that's not spinning it at all. There's no way to spin financial failure or financial success for that matter. And we still have a ways to go before we can say with any sense of certainty that this film, Shang-Chi, is successful. Orange Chat says, Honestly, I think the movie had some merit. Those blind haters I have very little respect for nowadays. Does the movie have problems? Yeah. But the blind haters are only making claims without evidence. Well, here's the thing. If you are going to criticize a movie as a movie and not... Having seen the film, I have an issue with that. I do. I have an issue with that. But if you saw the movie and you have issues with it, and you have legitimate criticisms that you're bringing up, I guess it depends on what you mean by a blind hater. If you mean someone who is hating the movie and hasn't seen it, that I agree with. I I don't like when people do that. It's one thing to criticize what you think the film is going to be based on trailers, because guess what? We prejudge films all the time based on trailers. We think, oh, yeah, this movie's not doesn't look very good. This film doesn't look very good. This film looks awesome, right? All based on trailers. But, yeah, if, if you're going to go down the road of, of, of going in certain directions, at least, I do agree to a certain extent there. Mr. Dragon, welcome to the chat. Thank you for being here. Mikkel Misha, welcome to the chat. Wrestling dude, yeah, bro. Dude, wrestling's been on fire. I watched All Out this weekend. It was fantastic. Got to actually join Sports Wars. I was on a Sports Wars stream, everybody. We were watching wrestling. It was f- awesome. So much fun. And then SlayTag says, Maybe you should change the name of your channel to Odin, the man of numbers. Maybe it should be changed to Odin, the man with a day job. I do this for fun. <laughs> maybe, maybe that will get some of the haters to, uh, <laughs> to, to back off. Nah, even that wouldn't make them back off because they, they've got nothing else better to do. They got nothing else better to do than troll me for simply pointing out (laughs) numbers and facts. Uh, Kek44, what's up? Uh, Jeremy Zukowski tagged and said, I remember I got mad at you when you reported on Godzilla King of the Monsters box office breakdown on Geese and Gamers. Then I realized I was blinded to the facts. I still love the movie, though. Exactly, Jeremy Zukowski. Yeah, it's a great shot, by the way, right? There are people that in this channel, in this community, loved it. I hated it. I didn't think it was good. I, I didn't like it, and there are clearly there are objective issues with that film. But for box office, it doesn't matter whether you like the film or I don't like the film. The numbers are what they are. The numbers are what they are. And no amount of emotion, no amount of love, no amount of hatred is going to change that. And that's the issue that I'm having, or with the people that are that are crossing themselves up with this. But yeah, I remember when everyone was trying to say, oh, this film is so successful, and then you actually look to the numbers, the cost, where it made most of its money, right? The big, the biggest problem with Godzilla, remember, Jeremy, the biggest problem with Godzilla was that it made the vast majority of its money, or at least the biggest chunk, the biggest piece of its pie in China, which they only get 25% of that box office. That was the killer for that movie. Thunderduck says, "Was Labor Day weekend ever a thing when it comes to box office? Still, uh, love Age of Ultron. I know you do, Thunderduck. Look to my, uh, look to the, mo- uh, rather look to the video I did on Labor Day because I actually go through all of the different movies that have released on Labor Day weekend. And Labor Day has never been known for any major releases. That's why for an MCU film to come out and dominate a weekend, even during COVID time, is not all that surprising." Based on the MCU films that have released in COVID time. And also the fact that no major budget films really have ever released on Labor Day weekend. It's kind of this false dichotomy that they're putting out there. The Physics Channel with Kenny Lee. What's going on, dude? Slizer Neons. Says, your projections are usually spot on, being based in facts. They don't care about the stand's feelings. Except your taste bud projection thinking pizza on pineapple. Well, like, Slice of Neons, that that is a fact, all right? I'm I'm just going to put that out there. That's not my opinion. It's a fact that pineapple on pizza is anathema. In fact, I have a shirt that says the same thing. (laughs) It's a silly shirt. (laughs) Uh, But I bet there's at least one or two people out there that are going to find that shirt and say, I like it. This is funny. And for them, <laughs> that, that's all that matters. Uh, Kika Raja, what's going on, dude? Welcome back. Uh, the, bastard of, the, bastard, the Bastard of America. What's going on? Paradox Guy tagged and said here, the budget on this film could have been used better or it could have cut the cost if they cut the magic land out. Yeah, again, I haven't seen it, so I can't really say where they spent or didn't spend their money. I can say based on the trailers that they obviously used a ton of CGI in this movie and based on reviewers that I trust, it sounds like it's a tale of two movies. It sounds like the beginning is actually a lot of fun, awesome, using a lot of practical effects, uh, long shots, without a lot of quick-cut editing, where they're they're showing actual fighting, and, and the stunt stunt teams doing great job. Martial arts is, is fantastic. Again, these are from what I'm hearing from people who've seen it. And then I hear when it gets to the middle part, it, it gets boring, and then it gets to the end, and it becomes a CGI mess. So, At least it sounds to me like this is one of the better of the MCU films for the simple fact that at least there is a part of the movie in in this first part that I'm hearing a lot of positive praise about that um, (laughs) is at least good. So, hey, at least it's got that going forward, I guess. Uh, Dolores said, thank you very much for those super chats. I'll get to those in a second. Uh, I'm going to try and highlight it on the screen if I can. Harwick says, does the new Cinderella give you more appreciation for the Brana version? Bro, I, I've always liked the Kenneth Brana version of Cinderella. That was, and here's the thing, I think that the film is actually a pretty well-done adaptation. Is it necessary? Absolutely not. It doesn't add anything to the Cinderella story. It was an unnecessary live-action cash grab from Disney. There's no fact there's no denial of that fact when it comes to the live action Cinderella. However, it was well made. It was totally inoffensive, right? It it just did everything it needed to do as a Cinderella film, didn't do too much to change anything. It was just a Cinderella film. But that film I will always be subjectively biased towards because that is the movie that my wife and I saw on our first date. So, I have a subjective bias there. ZK Man, I'm looking more to see Top Gun 2 than Bond. Yet, not the biggest fan of Tiny Tom. Dude, but Top Gun 2 has been pushed back to next year. If you have not seen that yet, I think it's been pushed to May of 2022. So, summer of 2022 now. We have to wait another year, essentially, uh, realistically, for <laughs> Top Gun 2. So, right now, Top Gun 2 has been my most anticipated film of 2020, 2021, and now 2022. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Let's see. Slicer. Uh, Let's see. He tagged to say, Uh, You pinky nails are worse than your thumbnails. Got them snipped. What? Wrong type of thumb... What? I don't even know what you're saying anymore. Bruce, one guy who said Gung King did better, told me to show him the numbers that Black Widow did better. Duh, watch the video. You commenting in, I was just being trolled. (laughs) Exactly, Bruce. Exactly. They just cannot live in reality. And also a lot of these people who are defending it, I think this is the other thing going on. Honestly, I think this is what's going on with uh the Shang the Shang-Chi, I keep going back and forth with pronunciation. The Shang-Chi box office numbers is that now you have so many people that are just you know brainlessly and mindlessly defending this movie and attacking others for not praising it in any way whatsoever who have no idea how the box office works. And so they're they're going in with pure emotion and I think that that is having an impact. Orange Hat says, "I think the movie's biggest problem is how it was marked, how it was marketed, and how Simu couldn't shut his mouth." The movie gave me Phase One vibes, a good origin for sure. Some Grice, but overall a solid film, in my opinion. Again, Orange Hat, opinions are welcome here. I will say this much, dude. I don't know how the CGI is going to be uh, passable for me, at least based based on the the clips that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Gonzalo says, and the premium access feed varies from region to region. In Argentina, it's less than eleven bucks. Exactly, yeah. So it really does just depend how they are going to. I think that they they can claim a certain number, but it depends on where they're getting that number from. Uh, Nathan Slay says, has there ever been a ninety percent drop in the box office? Not that I'm aware of. It could theoretically happen, I guess. But I think the only the only time that that may have happened would have been the first weekend of COVID when things got shut down. That's the only time I could ever think of. But that is something where it's not a movie that that's falling that much because of anything other than something beyond its control. Brian Barth uh, uh, talking here about Francis Ford Coppola's greatest film, Jack. Okay, you are obsessed with Francis Ford Coppola, dude. <laughs> anyway neil uh i appreciate your box office takes i liked endgame but i recognize it is really flawed i also thought shang chi was okay flawed but it was fun with it yeah dude and here's the thing endgame i hated it there's no denial that film made crap tons of money (laughs) that film broke box office records in in a very real way unlike the the claimed oh my goodness shang chi it broke it broke labor day records yeah, it's, it's really a false record when you <laughs> really look to the history of the day. Evan asks what's going on. Uh, let's see, Rosie G12 says, It feels like these movies are just churned out. Formulaic redundancies. Exactly, Rosie G12. They're all artificial nonsense. Artificial nonsense. Uh, someone on Periscope says, Let's go, MCU is king. All right. That's what you think? What I'm seeing is that audiences are clearly in a state of, meh. And if you're going to say, the box office, but it's doing so well, at the box office. It's not doing as well as you think it's doing. That's just, that's an honest assessment. Nearside Cyclops, what's going on? Left cross, tacked. How dare you bring in math and charts? How dare I bring up facts and data? How dare I? New number two, do you think Shang-Chi will end up like The Force Awakens, where people the first thought it was decent, and then over time realize it wasn't, it wasn't, it was a bad movie? I, I mean, it's such a different type of movie, where I honestly think that this is a film that in a year, most people will have forgotten about. That's what I honestly think. Now, I haven't seen it yet, so I, I can't say for any sense of certainty, because if I go to see the film and I'm like, oh man, these are some memorable stuff like this this is some memorable uh, fight sequences maybe I'll have a different take on it but this is just based off of the current modern history of everything the MCU has done as far as their shows or movies every single thing they've done has been formulaic forgettable nonsense all right chat's starting to really catch up on me um so if some comments get skipped I apologize uh awesome one thank you for being here appreciate it um, Neil, do you think MCU stars are going to in indi- the MCU stands are going in to judge you because of other YouTubers being critical of Shang Chi and confusing their takes with yours? No, I think it's because they see me saying things that are not positive about the film's box office, and they don't quite understand it. That's what I think. I I think that they don't quite understand what is being talked about. So when they see or hear any type of negative comment or thought in that direction. I think also too, and this was pointed out that apparently, um, the whole situation was like front page Reddit. And once you're on from the front page of Reddit, you get all kinds of trolls coming out of the woodwork to to jump in and ratio comments and stuff. Uh, over on Periscope, Tim, what's going on, Tim? Thank you for being here. Let's see Andrew Hayes. Tag to say, when you realistically see theaters start to recover from all the COVID losses, it doesn't make sense that one movie would necessarily do that. No, because here's the thing. Look to all of the other films that have come out so far this year, and also look ahead to the films that are set to come out. Even industry experts said that they're not, they don't expect the box office in total to get back to 2019 levels for another two years. So no one movie is going to, quote, save the box office. Rob D. Hello, Oda just picked up The Honest Thief and Zack Snyder's Justice League on Blu-ray. Okay, man. (laughs) Good luck with the Justice League there. Uh, So, Tim's point was that you can recover. Oh, no, no, no. Like, There's no denial that a bad drop is recoverable. It's just not very common. It's not a very common thing. And again, check out my website and check out the way in which things work out and pan out in the long run. And you'll see that most movies fall somewhere in the range that I usually project, which is in this 50 to 70% range. And so the way that my box office takes work is that based on the first two weeks, normally those two weeks make up anywhere between 50% of the total final number or 70%. So obviously if it's, if it takes up 70% or higher, it means that the film did big numbers opening and then just dropped off tremendously and then if it doubled the number obviously the the legs there are pretty strong and that way when you see the end of the run I have a category that shows you what the actual percentage is and you'll see the average right now for all the films since I've been tracking on that chart which goes back to 2019 average is around 60% so falling right in line with with the projections that I make again it's not always the case but it is usually the case uh, murray Lockery, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Mark, what's going on, dude? Uh, chat is jumping on me, so I'm gonna try and go through as much as I can. um Let's see, Eric Zai, what's up, dude? Uh, I haven't been able to watch movies, man. I'm sorry, haven't been able to watch it. Dolores said, "Thank you for the twenty dollars super chat." I knew I'd get to you. He says, "Give all your puppers all the hugs tomorrow." Tomorrow marks four months since my dog has passed. Hurts just the same. So tell your dogs the hug. Uh, the hug is for my boy Spirit. Bro, and thank you for the other $10 super chat right after that. Absolutely, man. I'm going to hug my pups tonight and tomorrow. All the days for spirit. Sorry to hear about that, man. I know that's tough. I've lost a lot of uh, pets over the years. Um, losing dogs especially is one of the hardest things. And if you've never had a dog before, you just you don't really understand the connection that you can have. It's kind of amazing how we as humans can have such a connectin- connection with animals. All right, let's see. Mark says here, uh, if it has pineapple on it, it isn't pizza. I think that's a fair point. I think that's a quite a fair point. General Wingster tagged to say hello, Odin, man of numbers. My review is a seven out of ten. Too much Asian kung fu. <laughs> of all the things, <laughs> you troll, Ravdi, What would you really would really make me laugh? Is if some troll ever said you shill for facts and numbers. Yeah. <laughs> If there's anything that I shill for, it, it's facts, math, and data. <laughs> I'm the kind of guy, and I haven't done this in a long time because the box office, you know, there were no movies were coming out. No movies were coming out, and so I finally was like going in, and I was like, oh, I forgot. I used to go in and I would do head to heads. Because on the numbers.com, you can do head-to-heads, like opening weekend. You can track day-to-day release numbers on it, too. You can do that for like a a bunch of movies you can do charting for. It's great. But then also, you can obviously take numbers, and you can adjust for inflation. It was so much fun. By the way, that's another fact that people are getting so pissed at. People are going after Ryan hard. I don't know if he got this fact from me or or if he figured it out himself. But yeah, Shang-Chi, opening weekend. Based on the numbers and based on inflation, it's the third lowest opening MCU film in history. As far as the opening domestic. Just the opening domestic. When you adjust for inflation. The two films that made less than Shang-Chi would be Incredible Hulk from 2008 and Ant-Man from 2015. It is the third lowest grossing opening weekend domestically. Now, that does not mean anything as far as whether the film's going to make money or or not, right? Because obviously opening weekend numbers don't just reflect that necessarily, because we have to know the week to drop off. There's obviously different budgets at play as well, but that is an important fact. That is a fact. Yeah, Ryan can take it. absolutely hologram. Ryan can absolutely take the heat there for sure. Seventy B, what's going on? Seventy B, by the way, Stephanie B had a birthday the other day, so happy belated birthday once again. To Stephanie B. She is the general of my Valkyries, and she is awesome. Smash that like button if you're watching on YouTube. I'm trying to get through as many comments as you can. If you're watching over on Odyssey, I am doing my best to catch up over here so that I can have a little bit of a break to jump back over to Odyssey. Bruce says, first date films are always the best, even if the film was bad. Agreed! In this case, we actually were pretty lucky, because the film was actually pretty fun. Live-action Cinderella was actually one of the better of the live-action remakes. It's still completely unnecessary, it doesn't add anything, but it's it's fine. It's harmless. Evan says taking Talking with some of the older monks that knew my great-great-uncle, they said that they would shoot groundhogs with a rifle from his bedroom window. I said that sounds like a member of my family. Dang, dude. <laughs> That's kind of mean. It's kind of a mean thing to do. Poor groundhogs. Rob D, uh, Top Gun 2 will be delayed until 2030, and then when it finally comes out, people will complain that the effects make it look for 2020. Here's the thing, they won't Rob D, because they're using a lot of practical effects. They're using a lot of practical effects. That's why I'm excited for the movie, because the movie actually is using cameras inside real fighter jets. I want to see it for the cinematography, that's why I want to see that movie. Uh, I haven't heard much. I know some people have covered, you know, and because charities do that all the time. And, and that's why, as I said, these first two weeks are going to be pretty big for this movie because if it's front-loaded, if there's a huge drop-off in week two, it might indicate that there was a lot of, again, these competitions that happen, these giveaways that happen, which can sometimes affect the opening weekend box office. That happens, right? That happens with movies a lot. The issue is that do not fall. I want, to, I want to make this clear to everyone. Do not fall into the trap that so many people fell into back when Captain Marvel made over a billion made over a billion dollars. Don't fall down that trap. That's a false trap. Do not do it. And I'll talk about that more in a second. Uh, Bruce says, if Orange Hat liked it, it can't be all that bad. Now, if Alex likes it, right? By the way, shout out to Alex. He's celebrating his anniversary tonight. That's why he's not here. If Alex liked it, we would have some concerns. Orange Hat, he usually has good taste. Usually. Uh, Nathan Slay, would you say you're allergic to bad CGI? Oh, absolutely. My biggest pet peeve in any film is bad CGI. I hate it. I hate it. Evan S., uh, he would do the same thing in his classroom, keeping his window open Is 38. So, okay, it's so just all talking about. I'm sorry, dude. I got to move on from that because I <laughs> I just got... <laughs> I'm so far behind. And obviously, the, the big topic tonight is uh, the Shang-Chi mess. But anyway, thank you for telling me uh, that story, man. <laughs> Glad that you had fun with the Monks, too, it sounds like. Alright. Let's see. In Blazin 64, uh, I have not seen the What If series. I have not. I don't want to. I've already wasted so much time on Disney MCU, Disney Plus MCU shows. I don't want to do it again. And I get the rundown from... <laughs> what happens on the show from Friday Night Tights and others, and so it's like, yeah, okay, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Rusty says, what do you think of Lucha Bros-Young Bucks cage match? Okay. <laughs> it was an incredible match. It was an incredible match. For sure. No doubt about it. Alright, General Wingster says here, Owen is just a, a hater. Uh, yeah. He just doesn't understand uh, true art. Yeah. And here I am, just sitting in a corner going, math. <laughs> Hologram nunchuck. Uh, What's your guess for the total gross for Shang-Chi, or is it too early? Yeah, I don't do projections week one, because week two, that drop-off is what gives us the best indication of how well a film is going to do. So I'll make my projections once we get next weekend's numbers in. And if there's a major drop-off, that I think will speak for itself. I can say this much. The film needs to make $375 million worldwide to break even. The break-even number. So, if you want to just track it, the break-even number for that movie is three seventy-five million. All right, over on Odyssey, finally can catch up with y'all over here. Uh, the R says you have a better chance of getting red if you start. Yeah, put at Odin. Always put at Odin. Uh, the R says I think there's a rule against pineapple on pizza in the catechism. <laughs> <laughs> Dang right, dude. Uh, let's see. Baron Carza says any update on the 2021 slate of movies? Have all the major releases, Venom, Dune, etc., been pushed 2022? Dune is still on. Uh, is still on schedule. Dune is not... I don't think Dune's going to get pushed back. It seems like they're, they've committed, I think, to that film's release. Uh, I don't know how it's going to make money. Uh, Venom, I, I think, may have been delayed. I don't know exactly for sure. But what I can say is that the biggest film that I was looking forward to this year was Top Gun 2. That has been pushed to summer of next year. Uh, let see. The R. Thou shalt not put pineapple on pizza from the Catechism 1234. <laughs> One of the easiest rules to follow. It then says, gotta set up that dollar button on Odyssey. Yeah, dude! I f- So, there's a support button, but I know that there is a way to get um, actual dollars. I-, I thought it was automatic, but I think I have to actually set it up on Odyssey. But you can, there are links in the description where you can donate via Streamlabs. And it'll, it'll pop up, and I can shout you out from there. Um, and that obviously will would allow you to be able to uh, donate however it is you please. Anyway, shout out to the DLive. Or rather, sh- shout out to the Odyssey fam. Our right, head back over to YouTube. Go 79 What's going on, bro? Fear of FEMA. How dare you? That's disgusting. That's disgusting. How dare you? How dare you? By the way, 107 people watching tonight. Smash that like button, please. It really does mean a lot. As awesome one is shrugging at data, <laughs> I think hologram has it right. statistics are your friend, mathematics and percentages <laughs> and equations they're your friend. Should check you should check out what I have uh, set up <laughs> in my charting, all of the equations. I'm so glad that there's this easy feature where once you have the same equation in the same category so many times. You just got to push the equal button and then make sure it's clicking the right one. And you don't have to put it in multiple times. It's fantastic. Michael Hickson, thank you for the $5. That's super chat. Sorry, it took me a while to get to it, man. But he says, nah, pineapple and fried spam makes for a fine pizza pie. (laughs) That's disgusting. Spam? The only place that spam has any place. That didn't make any sense. The only time that Spam has a place in my heart is the Weird Al Yankovic version of, um, oh, what was the original song? But anyway, it was like, Spam in the place where I lived. oh, no, no. That's the only time I'm okay with Spam is that rendition on the food album of Weird Al Yankovic. Good stuff right there. Not Spam, the food album, though. From Weird Al Yankovic. Great stuff. I had that on cassette tape. I had that on cassette and played it all the time. Dolores said, thank you for another $10. That's, that's ooh, a super chat. Thank you means a lot. No problem, dude. And again, I understand. I've had dogs my entire life. I know what it's like. I've actually been in the room uh, like next to one of my dogs. Uh, her name was Magoo back in the day. Yeah, her name was Magoo. Uh, I remember being in the room when she passed away. And it was as a kid, it was like one of the first real experiences, like firsthand experiences of mom, she's she's not breathing anymore. It's tough. It's so, so tough. The, the one thing I will say, I, I, I'm so thankful. I've never at this point in my life ever had to be in the room having to worry about putting an animal or a pet down. I just don't know if I could do it. I just don't know if I could do it. I know that sometimes, right, it's 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 the thing of trying to prevent an animal from, from hurting and from suffering. I just don't think I could do it, though. Anyway, Rose G12 says, bring me Ghostbusters early. Yeah, another one. I think that one did get moved. I forgot what direction it got moved in, though. Uh, let's see. Philiate Hobbit says, Miles Teller said, no green screen in Top Gun Maverick. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's mostly just about the, the Jets. Yeah, the Jets are real, man. Those actors are in actual fighter jets. They're not flying them. (laughs) Not even Tom Cruise, with all of his money, could fly a a military jet. However, they're all in the actual military jet, feeling the actual G-forces. And there's at least another sequence or sequences in the movie where there's another plane that Tom Cruise is flying. Which, again... It's just an amazing thing. You could hate Tom Cruise, and I know that Tina hates Tom Cruise, and a lot of other people don't really like him. I, I respect the dude for doing his own stunts. I mean, you go back to some of these Mission Impossible ones, the one that gets me every time is him hanging off the side of a plane. How many actors in modern day Hollywood are willing to do things like that? I gotta give respect. He's hanging off the side of a plane. Even if you were a trained stunt professional, that's a d- incredibly dangerous stunt. Oh, you add that on, and and then you also add in the one he did where he's flying the helicopter. He's actually flying the dang helicopter. It's just awesome, man. I love that stuff. I love that stuff. That's why I can't wait for it. See, Orange Hat says, "Then Odin, you will disapprove of Shang Chi on the CGI." <laughs> I figured as much, Orange Hat. I figured as much. I mean, I, I orange at. I'll say this much: is it as bad as as Black Panther's CGI was? <laughs> especially towards the end of Black Panther, gosh, that 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 movie CGI, especially towards the end, just falls off a cliff, falls off the proverbial cliff. Awesome one! How dare you even bring this up? He says, what if you had pineapple on pizza? No, don't think about it. Don't even let that be a thought in your little head. It's not going to happen. Nathan Slay, you know what Joe Biden's favorite horror film is? It's a, you know, the thing. I get it. I get that joke. (laughs) Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Liger fan, what's going on? Welcome to the chat. Appreciate you being here. Just another red shirt. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Pineapple does not belong on pizza. All right, Jeremy Zacassi's got some information here. It says, Venom 2 got pushed forward to October 1st. It's exciting. Wasn't a big fan of the first one, but hey, it's a movie. And we're not getting a lot of those these days. Hedgehog, what's going on? Ludazio, what's going on? Um, Ludazio, I'm being honest here swear swear this is true i have no idea i have no idea they don't tell me anything and that's that's an honest fact they don't tell me anything remember th- this is the group <laughs> that when they were in <laughs> when they when they were in vegas i was in our like behind the scenes like private you know chat where we have where we you know get stories together and get the links sent and stuff like that and I was like, "Hey guys, where's the link to join?" And it was like, "We're busy trying to get this working. Back off!" And then they they go live, and then they're like, "Oh, we forgot." You think that they're gonna tell me who the big star is? I mean, let's just be honest here. By the way, no no anger or ill will. At all. I love my I love my Friday Night Tide Brothers, but I will say I was a bit salty that night. I was a bit salty that night. And I think a lot of people, especially anyone who didn't go to Vegas, definitely were like, ah, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm missing out on some stuff. But I wish I knew. I'm as I'm in as much of the dark as you are. Robert Mooley Moobly, thank you for being here. Uh Rob D tagged to say Warner Brothers is now saying, uh, just release Dune. We're just gonna lose money whenever we release it. I feel like dude, Rob D, I think that's totally the, the correct take on that man. Cause that movie costs so much to make and it, it's just, the market is what it is and whether it's good or not, it's just, and here's the other thing too, is that it's, it doesn't, I don't really feel like it's going to have enough in the story to bring a mass audience in. Cause it's not really a mass audience appealing film. You, you look to the original, which I have actually, I, <laughs> and I actually am not a big fan of it, but I have it. I have two copies of it actually. I've got, I've got the 4K Arrow video and the regular Blu-ray edition. And I'm going to give away the the regular Blu-ray edition um, at some point in the future. But, I mean, this is not a... And that's because I don't like David Lynch. i, I just never been a fan of his. But it's because the, the story is not really, at least the way it's been presented, a mainstream appeal type film. It just seems like it's a film that was meant to get... Um, for them to spend a lot of money on, put a lot of effort into, almost knowing even if it was a regular release that it somehow wouldn't make its money back. I don't know. I don't quite understand why they're trying to do this, to be honest. I still want to see it because Denis Villeneuve is directing it and he has not let me down yet. If anyone can make me love Dune, it's going to be him. Anyway, Andrew Hayes says, Ugh, math, next. He'll want us to follow the science. <laughs> yes, Uh, Real science, you know, science is scientific method, you know, where where you test things, you ask questions. It's when someone tells you trust the science and don't ask questions, they don't know what science is. (laughs) That's when you know you don't, you don't trust that person. Uh, Kili Chow, what's going on? Welcome back to the chat. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Andrew Hayes. Starting the paleo diet, diet this coming weekend, gonna have to lose all the grains and sugar in my apartment. Andrew Hayes, no! Why would you do that to yourself? That's just that's just awful, man. That's just awful. All right. Odyssey fam, y'all are awesome. Thank y'all for hanging out. Didn't see any more comments over there, so I'll head back over to the YouTube side of things. Still got 99 people watching. Smash that like button, please! If you are enjoying what you are watching. But it is important, I think, for us to again be honest in these numbers. And in fact, let me go ahead and uh and I'll pull back up the numbers for everybody so that way that they can actually see what I'm talking about here. Right when people are trying to, again, spin the narrative of, oh my goodness, you have no idea. We actually do. Right here. All right. Shang-Chi, opening weekend, 75 million. This is the three-day opening weekend. They don't count the Monday because that's not the weekend. Right, that's a holiday. The domestic right now is at 94 million. That is one of the fastest uh rising, one of one of the best as far as getting close to 100 million dollars that has happened. There again, there is some merit in the domestic number, no doubt about it. And as you can see right now, $150 million worldwide. So there is definitely a positive thing to be said with that. But here's the thing. Black Widow, 80000000 million. Shang-Chi didn't do as well as Black Widow did in its opening weekend. That's an important factoid to mention. Ant-Man and the Wasp, all right, back in 2018, just for inflation, did better. You go to Ant-Man. As I said, even when you adjust Ant-Man for inflation, guess what? Only comes out to be around 65 to $67 million. Guess what? It beat it. Shang-Chi beat Ant-Man from 2015. Congratulations. Congratulations. Let's go to Captain America, the first Avenger from 2011. When this gets adjusted for inflation, guess what? Made more than Shang-Chi did. Thor, back in 2011. Just that for inflation. Guess what? Did better than Shang-Chi did. Incredible Hulk is the only other one in the ballpark opening weekend. And guess what? Even when you adjust this one for inflation, it only gets to about $65-67 or so. So, as I said, based on the numbers, Shang-Chi is the third lowest opening MCU film. That is a fact. That is a verifiable fact and statistic. Whether you like it or not, it is a fact. This does not say anything about whether the film is going to make profit. This does not say anything about whether the film is going to lose money. All but one of the films that I just mentioned made mass, made good profits. The only film that did not make profit was The Incredible Hulk. And actually, guess what? If you go to my website, OMBReviews.com, there's a lot of cool stuff here. I actually did, at one point, a full breakdown, adjusting for inflation various budgets and total cost cost with marketing, and total box office for inflation. And as you can see, out of all the films that came out, and I still obviously have some movies to, to make up for, the only film to make any financial loss, to have a financial loss, was Incredible Hulk. So obviously Black Widow is in that discussion now, unless you count the Disney Plus numbers, but again, there's still a lot of questions as far as what are the actual Disney Plus numbers there. You then have lowest grossing film, so $14 million for the first Avenger. Isn't that a kind of amazing that the first Avenger only made about $14 million in net gain, net profit? I don't know. That's, that's an, a pretty, pretty amazing thing. And guess what? This film, opening weekend, did make more. And this is actually a trajectory that I could see for, for Shang-Chi as well. I could actually very much see this potentially happening. However, 4.23, that's adjusted for inflation, of course. Is it possible? Sure. But even then, you're looking at a film that's only marginally profitable. Hey, still something worth noting that a major budget film has any profit during COVID times, and that would be a huge feat in and of itself. But anyone who's thinking that this film is going to be a massive Box office success. Even if you just look to the MCU in isolation, and you look at some of these numbers, I mean, you're looking at 300 million dollars in net profit, 400, 600 million. This was the first Avengers film, 642 million in net profit, and of course, the largest one, Endgame, a film I hated, made over a billion dollars in net profit. It made over 2.8 billion worldwide the studio got a billion dollars net profit after spending $603 million on the movie. Insane. Insane numbers. Not really where Shang-Chi is right at this moment. As I said, right now it's at the third lowest opening in MCU history. That is where we are. You can throw COVID around all you want. This is the fact. Once we get that week two number, we'll have a better idea of how well or not this film will do. But as I said, one of the cool things you can do with uh, this site here is you can actually like have it be put up against. So it already kind of automatically puts it up against Black Widow. And so what you can do is literally it will put these two next to each other. So production budget, it'll show you which costs more opening theaters. Interestingly, Shang-Chi had more theaters. Opened at more theaters than Black Widow did. But as you can see, domestic box office opening weekend, Black Widow won. Total domestic box office. This is going to be interesting to watch. That's why we have to look at that second week drop off. But even Black Widow topped out $182 million for the domestic box office. International box office. This is one where I don't know if it's going to be as... See, here's the thing. You could actually see Shang-Chi do better domestically than Black Widow, but not as well internationally. And if that was the case, you could then still see the film make around the same amount of money or even a little bit less. And guess what? If the film only makes what Black Widow made, doesn't make money. Again, it needs to make $375 million worldwide in order, for to, in order for it to make money. Here's the other thing, too, that I like about this charting is that it actually shows you the first Friday to first Friday numbers. So as you can see, Black Widow had a better first Friday, had a better first Saturday. Uh, the Sunday is where you dart, is where you start to see the shift there. Again, it made a little bit more. And then obviously with the holiday... On Monday, it made a higher Monday. So once we start to see what the regular weekdays, like the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, again, once we see these numbers, that is going to be a pretty big indication of where this film is. Remember that this movie, Black Widow, had a massive drop-off, the largest drop-off in MCU history. But anyway, if you want to play around with this, though, and follow these things for yourself, feel free to do so. It's one of the reasons why I love the numbers. It's not always the most up-to-date, unfortunately, So sometimes I do have to go to Box Office Mojo, which I hate doing because ever since IMDB took over, it's just become just disgusting Um, (laughs) as far as the way it looks. But it's fun to play around with that stuff, especially if you have any care or uh, any type of appreciation for box office numbers. Like I do. It's fun. Uh, JM2. Sorry, JM2. M, 2021, thanks for being here. Uh, Rob D, thanks for tagging at Odin. Remember, if you have a comment or a question, at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. Rob D says, I know it won't happen, but how mad do you think the MCU stands will be if Dune actually manages to outgrow Shang-Chi and the Eternals? Yeah, that's just not going to happen, because <laughs> Dune... I don't even know if if we have a report of Dune's budget yet. Um, Let me see if I can... Let me see if I can find that number real quick. See, Dune budgets. Cuz sometimes the studios will put them out pretty easy, you know, pretty early. Sometimes they won't. Right now, uh the budget I actually to be this is act, okay. Not as bad as I thought. The budget is actually 165 million. That is actually not as bad. That's not as much as I thought that it was going to be. That's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. So, yeah, Uh, basically the film then needs to make roughly the same as Shang Chi does to break even. So it needs to make closer to four hundred million to break even. That's that's Dune. Dune needs to make closer to four hundred million to break even. The release date, as it stands right now, it's released in uh, was it was released in Venice, September third. I guess that was its premiere. October 22nd is still the listed release date for Dune in the States. So, yeah. Uh, $400 million, though, is is what it has to make back. So, that number, that budget is not as high as I thought. Not as high as I thought it was going to be. There's there's hope for Dune yet, man. There's hope for Dune yet. (laughs) I still have my dutes. I still have my dutes, but we'll see. Uh, let see, Daniel Thorne, thanks for being over on Live. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Let's see, Hound3000, what's going on? Welcome back to the chat. Just looking for any tags. Comacow79, who is a member, says they think Christianity is weird. Fools, look at Scientology. Yes, yeah, seriously. Um, a religion written by a sci-fi author. I think actually the origins of Scientology is pretty cool because it's a great sci-fi story. But that that's what it is. <laughs> Daniel Thorne says, what if you had pineapple on pizza? But they cut the pieces in half and snuck them together. They s- snuck them under the pepperoni. You wouldn't know until it's too late. Yeah, and then it would be disgusting. I would vomit and no one would be happy. Um, Let's see. Rob D e says, the FNT, the FNT guest will either be John Campier or Daniel Kibblesmith. <laughs> I highly doubt that. I don't think either of them would ever willingly come on to the show. I'm <laughs> just going to be honest there. Um, but hey, never say never. Apparently, someone in the chat guessed it. At least Gary apparently said so. Uh, Forever Sci Fi says, I got mad watching Black Panther when he lost the fight and went over the bridge. Or rather, went over the edge. It was so cliche and predictable. It was infuriating. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then that final fight sequence uh, between the two, it was just, again, the CGI was so, so bad. Awesome one says, forgive. Never. When it comes to pineapple on pizza, I don't joke around. Anyway, Daniel Thorne, how did you like the Matrix Resurrections teaser? I haven't seen it, and I don't care. This is coming from the Wachowski brothers, and yes, I said Wachowski brothers because uh, biology matters, and the Wachowski brothers are making this movie as a cash grab, pure cash grab, and now that they've rewritten the history of The Matrix to say, oh, it's actually a quote-unquote trans allegory, that's all that this movie is gonna be, is just trying to justify that. This movie is is gonna serve two purposes. One, to try and make a cash grab Trying to to get any fans that are left, because after the last two movies in the Matrix series, I don't see how anyone really can be a fan of the series anymore, to be honest. The first one is awesome. The first one, still fantastic. Wachowski Brothers did a great job on that. But, the other ones, not so much. So any fans that are still left, though, that are willing to spend money on a project that they clearly just don't, they, they just, there's no way that they're actually going to put any effort into this film at all. The two things that they are going to do are they are going to try and make money easily because it's a cash grab and two, they're going to try and write something into the story to try and force through this this whole oh it was a trans it was a trans narrative all along nonsense. That that those are the only two things. Uh Tina B says send me one when I get moved. I'm I'm doing a giveaway, Tina, all right? No. I refuse. I refuse. I'm going to give it away. Give it away, give it away, give it away, give it away. Now, Gonzalez says, The Dune miniseries from 2000, 2003, so much better than the Flinch movie. I know, people have told me this before. People have told me this before. Joey's Movie Blog. David Lynch said after Dune was released, if you don't get creative freedom, you die. And died I did. That's him not getting creative freedom. <laughs> I mean, creative freedom for him brings him films like Eraserhead, which is one of my least favorite films ever. I, I, I wish I could get the time I wasted on that film back is how much I hated that movie. Anyway, Nathan Slay, uh, which do you prefer David Lynch's Dune or the movie Doom? The movie Doom. Um, for sure. Because there is some hilarity in the movie Doom. sepify mother trucker. Dolores said, thank you for another $5.00 so, so super chat with no message, but appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Gromacow 79 tagged to say, I hope Halloween Kills makes more overall profit than the Sweet Pea and the Semi Reese. Because I'm posting it to Simmy's Twitter. By the way, I'm a big whore nerd. Nice, dude. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, I guess it would be possible. I think Halloween Kills is coming out around... Isn't it coming out around Halloween time? Um, that would put it in a, a pretty good um, place, I would say. Halloween, good good time for a film to come out, for sure. Let's see what I can find out. And that's the other thing, too. Sometimes the budgets aren't posted on aren't posted on the numbers. I hate when I have to go directly to like Wikipedia to get the numbers, but hey, at least they source where they get the information from. So there is no there is no budget posted yet. It is from Blum. Is it Blum Blumhouse Productions? They typically are able to put out high-quality films for less money. So, I would say, yeah, I would say the film, if it comes out at the right time, without as many delays, uh, getting it past its peak season, I think net profit for sure. I think there's a, there's a good case for that movie to make net profit. Total money, a little bit more tricky there, but as far as actual profit goes, yeah, I think it's totally possible. I would say it's, it's downright plausible for that to happen. Yeah, gob dig. Yeah, two hundred million dollar budget for Eternals. So three hundred million dollars when you add into marketing. Uh, that's a lot of money. That's got to make almost like five hundred million just to break even. Uh, Andrew Hayes, tag to say, still think Shang Chi story wise might be better than Captain Marvel. Well, that's that's not much. <laughs> There's not much efforts really needed there. So I don't know what that's saying. Uh, Hagram Nunchuck, is there a dependable metric for tickets sold instead of gross adjusted for inflation unfortunately not dude in the age of the cinemas that we live in we really don't have any good metrics anymore for just actual movie tickets sold and because now you have so many different formats and so many different prices as well it makes it really tricky I wish we had it man because I believe we can still go back to films like Gone with the Wind and we can actually give a number for the number of tickets actually sold to it, you know? So I think that that is something that I really do uh, wish we could because that's the best metric of all is how many tickets are sold because the actual amount of money it can be deceptive depending on how much the tickets are, where they're watching it, What format they're watching it in. Because Disney especially is notorious for forcing theaters to show films in 3D at peak showtimes. Uh, The Oracle. Thank you for being here, man. Glad you got the notification on Locals. I am on Locals. By the way, I will be picking a winner very soon. Right now there's an active 4K Steelbook giveaway for Snatch. Fun Guy Ritchie film. 4K Steelbook. Be picking a winner for that pretty soon. I have not forgotten. I've just, of course, fallen behind with the way things are. Let's see. Garamakyle79. He tagged to say, I've been preaching inflation and the SJWs don't get it. Like, Star Wars is still number two, I think, adjusted, of course. Yeah. Gone with the wind. <laughs> and also, don't don't be that surprised, because if they can't even understand like, current-day box office and and the fact that studios don't get 100% of what's reported, if they can't even get that, there's no way they're going to get inflation. There's no way. Derek McManus, don't forget this movie was released in the era of the unknown virus, a specified origin. The excuses are something else. Yeah, absolutely. They can, again, they can claim all they want. They can keep using that excuse. But here is the bottom line is the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. It still costs $150 million. It still costs $225 million when you add in marketing. It still has to make that money back. And it is still questionable about whether it will do that or not. Those are facts. COVID or not, the numbers don't lie. As of right now, this movie is not profitable. As of right now, therefore, this movie is not a financial success. It could be. It very well could be but we really won't have a good idea of that until next weekend when we see that drop off because that's when I can make my own projections. Pankwata, what's going on? Thanks for being in the chat. 70B said, uh, cha, cha, Tori is how it's spelled. The upcoming Wang Chung. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm so confused. Hardwick... <laughs> Army of Thieves is an Army of the Dead prequel about the German safecracker directed by the actor who plays him it's coming to Netflix on October 29th apparently won't feature zombies to be honest that could actually be good because it's not directed by Zack Snyder (laughs) the biggest issue with Zack Snyder movies is when Zack Snyder is the director or writer he should just step back as a producer I think that would be the best role for him uh, Ponquaddle, I'm late to the party, but I still made it. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Going to start to wrap things up pretty soon. Uh, ZKMan says numbers hurt the brain. Can we just use feelings instead? It's a lot easier. It might be a lot easier, but it's not based on reality. You're, you're you're taking the subjective and saying that it's more important than the objective, and I, I do not live in that world. I do not accept that world. The objective world is, is real. Subjective opinion is just that. No matter how you how you try and spin it. See awesome one tagged, all this hatred of critique of one's work reminds me of Proverbs three hundred eighteen. If you ignore criticism, you will end in poverty and disgrace. If you accept correction, you will be honored. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I have made mistakes before. I'm not a man without mistakes. I've made them before. I've admitted them. The problem is, is that people are trying to say that I've made a mistake in this case, and that is simply not true. Garmin 79. I do get the box office numbers I've been curious since a kid about. Yeah, dude. It's a lot of fun going into it. Orange Hat says, I know a Dune fan in my hometown and she's she's afraid she will be the harshest judge on the movie. Well, yeah, I think anyone that is a huge fan of, of whether it's the books or the movie, they're going to have a lot of expectations, a lot of hype for me, as my standard is, as long as it's better than the trash put out by David Lynch, I'll be OK. It'll be Shakespeare in comparison. Waddle says, I was looking forward to your numbers breakdown after seeing the best Labor Day release projected in year's headlines. Oh yeah, dude. I had to call that out. I had to call that out because I was like, wait a minute, let's actually look to the history of Labor Day. Wait a minute. This movie only barely made more than the fifth week. This is something that I brought up earlier, but if you missed it, if you look at how much money Shang-Chi made opening weekend, and you compare it to all films to be released on Labor Day weekend, and you adjust for inflation, which is the only fair way to do it. Shang-Chi only made a little bit more than the fifth weekend, <laughs> the fifth weekend of The Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense had been out for five weeks. And Shang-Chi only made a little bit more. That is the record that they're trying to say, oh man, it's making so much money. Again, you 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 might be correct. But if you actually look to the history and you actually compare it to movies and say, wait a minute, let's talk about some of the movies that it's, it's quote, competing up against. And the analogy I gave in my initial review, and again, if you have not seen that video, I recommend it because I go through all the films it's like trying to compare a heavyweight fighter and put him in the ring with a lightweight fighter. It's just, there's no competition there. There there really is no... There's nothing impressive about that. Like If one beats the other, you're like, yeah, of course that was going to happen. <laughs> now, to be fair, did a lot of us think that this film was going to do this well? No. Even the projectors, even the Uh, The people who are praising this right now in the box office, news, and press, even they, in their projections, didn't get this correct. Even they under-projected it. But, now they're trying to overcompensate by trying to make it sound like it is this massive thing, when in reality, not, not a lot there. Tina B says, 143 upvotes. Well, thank you, everybody. Again, please smash that like button. While you're here, up to 97 people watching. Again, thank you very much for being here today. I very much appreciate it. By the way, Mr. Roy, thank you for sending me those um, those digital codes. I'll use those on future giveaways for sure. Got some some good stuff there. Got some good stuff there. All right. Let us see. All right, let me check and see if anyone has said anything over on the Odyssey. Um, Nothing yet. Much love to the Odyssey people that are still watching over there, though. You guys rock. All right, back over to the YouTube, Twitter slash DLiveCrab. All right, let's see. SoulSass says Bet you Matrix 4 is going to bring back the leather jacket, pants, and sunglasses look from the first film. Oh, yeah. They're gonna again they they're going to do everything they can to milk nostalgia and make people think this is gonna be just like the first movie, and it's gonna be great, and it's gonna be a soulless cash grab, and it's gonna be, again, existing for the sole purpose of trying to tie it into justifying the nonsense, which is that somehow there's a trans allegory, which is just not true. That's something that they made up after the fact. The Wachowski brothers Obviously, need some help. Punk Waddle, leave the Matrix alone or give me Will Ferrell as the architect from the spoof years ago. <laughs> uh, let's see, Rosie says, do you see Keanu Reeves going along with the trans allegory story? I think he's a free spirit but not terribly woke. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see him going and doing the movie and not giving commentary on it. I, I think that, the here's the thing. They don't need to spin the narrative. The media is going to do it for them. the The media is going to do it for them. So you, you'll probably see the you know the Wachowski brothers come out and and try and spin that narrative since they're the writers of it. But the media is going to do that job for them. The media is going to do that heavy lifting. So unless they were to, like to ask him point blank about it, and even if they did, I, I don't see him. You're right. I don't see him as someone that would go like full gung ho with it. I think he would probably give a pretty um, I don't want to say politically correct answer. I would say I think he would give a, a relatively neutral re- response, right? Something that, that wouldn't actually offend most sides. You know, that's what I think with that. Joey Horn, you won't like the Dune Sci-Fi Channel series. The CG and costumes are pretty bad. Yeah, there's, there are times when I can forgive, especially if it was of a certain time when that's all that they had. It's got to have a lot of other stuff, though, to, to get me through it. Awesome one. Are you the Oracle in Matrix 4? <laughs> oh, please not. Gomer Kyle is so excited. So excited. Um. Oh, okay. No, so it's the 15th for Halloween Kills. He also said, I think it was a $20 million budget. Oh, yeah, that, that movie is, I would say, there's a very good chance that Halloween Kills is going to make much more, and again, note the words I'm using here, net profit compared to Shang-Chi. Uh, General Wingster. Uh, we missed Seventy B. Quick, Odin. We need to get on that Will Smith marathon ASAP. Well, again, shout out to Seventy B, who did have a birthday a few days ago. Happy birthday, Stephanie B. You're awesome. Sandy Q, what's going on? Thank you for being in the chat. Uh, Buford, Justice, welcome. Welcome. I agree. I was not a fan of the last one. I was not a fan of the last one either. Uh, Waddle, Netflix, and net profits are two different kinds of nets. This is very true. And also, people, once again, don't quite understand the way that works. They just look at the raw number. They see 150 million and they say, oh, that's huge. And then you say, yeah, it costs $150 million to make. Well, then it made its money back. No, 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 no. It also costs more because th- that does not include marketing. Technically, it would be around 225 Well, it's going to make that. No, no, no. It only gets 60% of that, and that's when you lose them. And they say, oh, you're just hating on it. You're just being negative, man. It's like, no, I'm just giving you the facts. Sorry, you don't like it. General Wingster, we missed Seventy B's birthday quickly. Odin, we need to get on that. Anyway, I think it was a uh, one that was deleted and then reposted, maybe, or maybe I just messed up. Who knows? Anyway, Giam Quintal, thank you for. And again, I always love how this reads out what the sticker is for the five uh, Canadian dollar super sticker. Shiba dog saying "Good job" while raising his thumbs up. Appreciate it. All right. Bruce says for the TV broadcast re-release of Dune, Lynch had directed by changed and directed by Alan Smithy. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Dolores said, thank you for the $5. A super chat. So maybe I've missed this, but I don't like pineapple on pizza either. But what about Mexican pizza? I've never really had Mexican pizza. I'm more of an old school guy. I want just plain pizza with pepperoni on it. Maybe pepperoni and sausage. Maybe pepperoni, sausage, and uh, bacon. No ham, though. I'm not a ham guy. Um, but, yeah. side Cyclops. Tickets can range from $3 overseas to $50 for special seating in the USA. Yeah, and that makes a huge difference. That makes a very big difference. And that's why when you go to the old school films, especially like Gone with the Wind their records are so impressive because it's not even just how much those tickets cost back then, it's the truly it's the truly insane volume of tickets that were actually sold. Forever sci-fi. If SJWs understood inflation, they wouldn't vote the way they do. You're right about that, man. You're right about that. Uh Gami can tell Stone Cold is the best driver's ed teacher ever. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, Taker has a pretty good shot there, too. Daniel Thorne, what about macadamia, macadamia nuts or acorn squash on pizza? What? Are you nuts? You gotta be nuts, man. You wanna get nuts? Let's get nuts. Literally. Sandy Q's a member says, I see a big shift in marketing demographics in the near future. 1849 male demo is no longer a good indicator considering so many 18 to 30 year olds still live at home and don't pay for things. That's a great point. That is an excellent point as we get close to wrapping things up, because we are at time, so I might skip some comments to end things. Bruce says, I read all the Dune books. I've enjoyed all the visual adaptations of them. I'm just weird that way. Eric Zod then said, do you follow YouTube Professor Geek? If so, agree with some of his points of the view of integrity of the original comic book Visions of Heroes. I don't watch him. I haven't heard of him, and I'm not a comic guy, so it probably would go over my head. Kara says, I have been, I have not been any far as Nottingham. I love to go to Liverpool. Liverpool Football Club is my soccer team. Nice, Kara Did not know that you were a member of the UK fam. That's awesome. That's awesome. Zelina Star Wars says, hey, Odin, just now joining, I had no interest in Shang-Chi. Advertising made it look like Crazy Wrist Asians comic book movie. Yeah, that, that, it's kind of how they... And that's the other thing, too, is that I, f- I feel like there are a lot of, of people... That are really pushing this. And don't recognize the pandering. And when I read an article saying... Well, you know, the Asians... are They're just showing up for it. It's like... <sighs> that's something that said in another way... In another context... Would be seen as offensive. It's amazing how... They give excuses to certain things. By the way, apparently... My D-Live stream is currently being featured on the D-Live homepage. Haven't seen that notification before. <laughs> well, famous on D-Live, I guess. Maybe, kind of, sort of. Mike Wachowski. They are brothers. Um, Liquid Blake, what's going on, dude? Nah, there's some okay ones in there. There's some okay ones in there. Oh, Robert movably of course, yeah. I'm just, you know... <laughs> uh, let's see, Gomer Kyle. Uh, let's see. Wait, there's more than 99 movie? Whoa! Keto pizza. Uh, that's right, Mexican. Sorry, Mexican. Soul assassin. Have you tried pepperoni lasagna? Really good. I haven't, but it sounds delightful. Uh, Let's see. Punk Waddle. I do miss the old dollar movie theaters. Sure, the arm rest... May have not been there, but it was an experience. dang right I can't do mushrooms that's not my thing can't can't do it Jason uh Bruce says for me pizza is pepperoni mushroom and ham like I can't do mushrooms, man the texture makes me want to uh makes me want to throw up it makes me want to vomit. I don't like it. Let's see going Kyle I like pineapple pepperoni. my stomach conditions say difference. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, Buford T justice says, can't think of anything to say when that happens. I just say absolute triumph. Well, thank you. Buford T justice. I like that name, by the way, Buford T justice. As we wrap things up with a final, uh, super chat coming in from fear of FEMA coming in to say, stop pineapple hate. It's not a hate of pineapple. It's the specific combination of, of pineapple on pizza. As the R over on Odyssey says, pizza with pepperoni and ground beef slices, yum. Now that sounds delightful. Anyway, that is gonna be a wrap for me, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Thank you very much for a very amazing stream. Uh, We were hovering around 100 people for a while, which is uh, awesome. Again, it's always great to have this this small but mighty community uh, be able to sometimes reach the heights of former glory. But hey, it's all about having fun. And uh, to the trolls that told me to get a job, hey, I have a job. Very happy with it, by the way. Very passionate about it. And I do this for fun. And it is a lot of fun. Let me go ahead and shout out some people real quick before playing my September shout-out video. First off, uh, Kara Tharp for becoming a member, one-time member over on Locals. And Brett D. 90 for being a one-time supporter over on Locals as well. Very much appreciate you guys a lot. If you want to support the channel, of course, you can check out the website, OMBReviews.com. There's tons of stuff there. If you like box office numbers and diving into stuff, there's a lot of really cool things, That lot of really cool things that you can look into over there. And uh, also, check out the links in the description as well. The top link in this description is uh, what's known as the Willow link, and what it does is it brings you to a page that has the links to all of the social media pages and other things that you can use to support the channel with that being said i do need to shout out now my army of asgard level and keeper the bifrost level members on youtube as it is a part of being a member on the youtube channel uh if you're at those levels so first off shout out to valiant renegade jonathan marshall eric k cornelis schultz Fetigator, gonzalo Vergali, soul extraction george molo grim's math wicked plumber gomer kyle 79 Carathart. Damn Walker fifty five M Shark Forever Sci Fi Rosie G twelve Andrew Hoyle Orange Hat Reviews Jay Stowe and Aiden Vickery. You guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Please make sure you smash that like button on the way out. Light up that fire button if you're still watching over on Odyssey. You are all truly amazing, beautiful people. Shout out to Tina and Steph, my Valks. For rocking the chat tonight, and once again, happy belated birthday! Send the birthday wishes to the late birthday girl, Seventy B. Shout out to you, you're awesome. Anyway, my voice is tired. <laughs> I need I need some some ice cream or something to cool to cool the throat. Actually, I think I have some um, Oreo cheesecake that's calling my name. Uh, anyway, you guys are awesome. Have a wonderful rest of your night, everybody. Do not let anyone tell you. Do not let anyone tell you facts that are not true because in the end those are just opinions stick to the facts stick to the data as i will always try to do that myself anyway d fam odyssey fam periscope fam youtube fam you guys are all great 11 downvote says tina oh, i'm sorry did I, did I hurt your feelings with with the facts well hey Facts don't care about your feelings. Anyway, have a good night, everybody, (laughs) and as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout-out to all of my September locals, Patreon, and Subscribestar members. First with my locals members, Cats app, D-Sharp. It's a modern major general story. Laura Biffordahavit, and Robert Barnes. I want to give a shout-out, to especially to Laura, who is now a double supporter on Locals and on Patreon, so thank you for that, and to all of my Locals members. A shout-out also to my Patreon members, Andrew Hoyle, Animation Commentator Brandon, Brian P., Christopher Bowman, Don Bruno de la Mancha, Father Christopher Miller, Hail to you, Father, Father Damian Cook, Garrett Searles, Hannibal Grimm, Harold Francis, Inflamed Wood, Jacob Juice, Jeffrey Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Gomer Kyle 79, Thor, The Modern Major general's Story once again, Mike Jackson, Mad <laughs> Mitch Dunaway, Mondo Spieler, Mr. Peabody, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Rosetta Ullen, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan and Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. And a shout-out also to... My star members, The R, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, John B, Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, Slash, The New Number Two, J-Ra, The Beer Guru, and ZK Man. Thank you all very much for supporting the channel. It really does mean a lot. And if you want to have your name shouted out at the end of every single video or live stream on the main channel, please check out the links in the description below, specifically that top link, which will bring you to... To all of the links to my various social media pages, and also places of support as well. And remember that if you join at the Army of Asgard level, you also get access to giveaways of 4K titles. Right now, I have a live giveaway of Snatch on 4K Steelbook. I've also got ones for Dread, uh, Wrath of Man Blu-ray. I've also got A Quiet Place Part 2 on 4K. I've got Top Gun on 4K, Sicario on 4K. Tons of films and more to come, especially as more films are getting released for those giveaways. At the uh, Keeper of the Bifrost level, you get all that plus you get access to an exclusive podcast podcast that i do with john the flick pick flickinger not only do you get to listen to the podcast you also get to ask questions that we answer as much as we can and as fully as we can In a much more, I guess you could say Uncensored way, but again A much more free-flowing way for our Members over there at the Keeper of the Bifrost level and above And if you join the Chosen of Valhalla level You get access to all of those things, plus in your first month You get a free t-shirt, your choice, and I send it to you No matter where you are in the world, and also You get to once a month be featured on the channel In the Chosen of Valhalla stream where we talk about Movie, news, and pretty much anything That you want to talk about, so if that all sounds like Fun to you, check out those links below You're all amazing and beautiful people, hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.